Welcome to the Cheap Wine Parenting Podcast, where we talk about cheap wine and our experiences as new parents. My name is Michael. And I'm Jessica. Today's wine I will introduce, since you introduced last week, is the Emma Reichart Dry Riesling, the 2018. It's a dry Riesling, and the text of it says that this dry style Riesling is crafted from cool climate grapes cultivated by small independent growers in the tradition of Emma Reichart our family's matriarch. Uh, I'll get more into that, but first, let's give it a try. Cheers. Maltite? Wait. Uh, Prost. Whatever. Whatever. So, again, it's a dry Riesling. And? Uh, Keyword, dry. So, I'm normally a fan of Riesling, because I've said this before, I'm a fan of sweet wines sparkling wines even um give me some juice tasting wine and that's what i call a good glass of wine or bottle but this is not bad by any means it's just it is dry it's tart it's got that kick to it slightly it's not bad by any means don't think that like i can't handle this dry riesling because i can um but from the last one uh with the juice of the white zin this is it's going to the other side of the spectrum. It's not bad at all. I could easily drink a couple of glasses. It's smooth enough, but like at the beginning, it kind of just like punches you at first. Okay. What are your thoughts? I agree that it's dry, and that's where <laughs> my, my uh, that's a, the end of where I agree with you. So it's not tart at all. So it has a small fruit taste to it, but it's not tart, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, I think it's inherently drinkable. Um, it's not super memorable. It's very dry. Uh, I keep coming back to dry. Sorry. Uh, it's in the name. How so, would you describe dry, though? It's, like, it's like in it the name. It pulls the moisture out of your tongue. Okay, okay. I agree, though. It's not memorable. Like, at least with the white zin, like, we know, like, hey, that's just, like, a very sweet, fruity wine. But this is just, like... Eh. I mean, yeah, it's not blowing you away with fruit. So, to read the description, this is a fragrant citrus blossom notes. Oh, dang. <laughs> I'm, I still think that it's me. Well, I think this one's me messing it up, but the previous two, I still stand by my story that the labels were bad. Uh, this one. Fragrance. Fragrant. <laughs> Fragrant citrus blossom notes mingle with apricot, Meyer lemon, and honeycomb in this mouth-watering dry Riesling. The bright and citrusy style works well with quote-unquote green flavors such as lime, basil, tomatillo, and jalapeno. What? The vibrant minerality pairs well with seafood, chicken, salads, guacamole, Thai, and other Asian cuisines. Serve chilled. Okay, now I question my ability to read. Because I said seafood, chicken, salads, and it made me think of chicken salad. Um, but, and I, I don't know. Anyway, it's a product of Germany. We purchased it at Trader Joe's, which is affiliated with the Aldi Nord Corporation from Deutschland. And we paid uh, either 4 or $5 for it. Somebody lost the receipt. It's not clear who was responsible, but I can tell you who paid for the groceries, and it wasn't me. So... Uh, but it could have been me that misplaced it. Actually, I know it was. The guy handed me the receipt. I bet I know where the receipt is. 
Okay, where do you think it is? I think it's in the silverware drawer. What? Why would it be in there? <laughs> that's where I put my wallet. <laughs> okay. Oh. Anyway. I think I didn't take my wallet to work today. Anyway. <laughs> um, I have a bone to pick with you. I'm ready. You say apricot instead of apricot? Wait, you say apricot? <laughs> yes. You say apricot? You say apricot. <laughs> You're not serious. Yeah, I'm super serious. Like, that's what I was stuck on when you were reading it. And then when you got to jalapeno, I was like, wait, what? Apricot? Yeah. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Uh, the same person you've been married to for eight years. Right back at you. Well, it tells you how many apricots <laughs> we have in this house. <laughs> do you want to? Pl- hey, do you, would you like to try a plum cot? It's a mix between shock, a plum, and an apricot. Not an apricot. Do you say apples? <laughs> no. Okay, you know what? There, the English language is weird and fucked up. So just like it's weird that you say that, weird that I say it to you. So whatever. Anyway, I don't know if I can keep doing this podcast with you. <laughs> I thought that was a California thing. No need to be so dramatic. Did I say? Oh yeah, I said this. This is a product of Germany. Yes, you already said that. Okay, that's enough about the wine. We had it with dinner. Uh, with, it says it it pairs well with Asian cuisines, and our dinner was fried rice. With tofu. Tofu, tofu fried rice. Sorry, my bad. Uh, I'm sorry, did I say tofu wrong? No, I uh, did not. It also has a twist off cap, so that minus one point. No one's peeing. As the wine bottle is peeing into our glass. That's disgusting. Plural. That's the end of the bottle. And I just dripped some on our closet floor. High class right here. High class. We classy. Well. I'm enjoying this glass of dry Riesling with you. It tastes like apricots. It has apricots in it. (laughs) Okay, so we'll move on then. What has happened since the last episode? Oh, I'm going to lead this section off. I have worked at least a couple of days since the last time that we uh, recorded. I have cycled on my bicycle for at least 20 miles the other day. That was yesterday. And I've run a few times. I'm trying to get back into running on a more regular basis. I took over a week off for the first time in three years, probably, when we moved. And so I've been trying to get back into the swing of running regularly and getting used to our new neighborhood and waking up earlier to accommodate that along with the child. And so, um, yeah, we haven't talked very much about parenting at all so far in this recording, but we do have a child still. And, uh, yeah, Saturday, actually, I ran with her in the jogging stroller for the first time in a number of weeks. So, that's what's been going on with me. Jessica, what about you? Well, last week, um, as I mentioned, I got a new haircut, a new do. I don't know why a new haircut. I got a haircut. It's nothing fancy. But, anyway, um, I have very, not very, but light brown darkish kind in some area light brown hair right you wouldn't say this is dark brown right yeah it's like dark blonde hair dark blonde dirty blonde dirty blonde okay um i all i am 99 percent of the time uh have my hair in a ponytail so some strands at the top of my head from when it's in a ponytail get very blonde in it and the rest of it is that dirty blonde uh color so 
I have never dyed my hair because I have feared that like chemical dyeing it will jack it up and it wouldn't come back this awesome color. Like when I go to new places, they're like, do you highlight your hair? And I'm like, no, all natural. But I decided to dye my hair with like that conditioner stuff that you leave in your hair. And it's like, this had like coconut oil. I forget what everything was in it, but it smelled so good and it made my hair so soft. So anyway, it's specifically made for dark for brown hair. I got the rose gold and you open it and it is like bright freaking pink. My sister-in-law has done it and so I was asking her questions. She was like, "Don't worry about the color. When you open it, it will not look like that. Don't worry." So, I did it on Wednesday. I don't know why the day early. Okay, so I did it the day after I got my hair cut on a Wednesday. And I was slightly nervous since I've never dyed my hair that I shouldn't leave it in too long. So they say 10 to 15 minutes, I'll leave it in 10. It made the blonde in my hair pink, but that was it. And it was just like a faint pink. So I was like, what the F? This sucks. So the next day when Low M was taking a nap, I decided to do it again. And I put my hair in more sections than I did the day before. I doused it more in this stuff. And I was left it in 20 minutes this time. Again, still slightly nervous. Like, I thought about doing the 30 minutes. It made the blonde where the pink was. The pink where it used to be blonde. Whatever. It made it more pink. And everything else. There's nothing. Right, Michael? There's nothing else in my hair except this. Well, I thought you... I wasn't clear that you were going to try and change all the color. Yeah. Like, I thought it was meant to just mostly be highlights. No. Like, I wanted my whole head rose gold. Go big or go home. Okay. So, like, the things with, like, these pink, like, the blonde hair that I have here, it's just at my face when my hair is down. So, you see, like, a tiny bit of pink if my hair is down. But otherwise, you can only tell that it's in here when my hair is up. Mm-hmm. It's just... So, I thought about... My cousin was like, hey, maybe since it's for brown hair, you should, like, contact them. And Michael even said it, too. And see what the company can do since it's specifically targeted for brown hair and it didn't do anything. But honestly, I don't know if I want to because I don't think I'd do it again because our new house has a white bathroom. And it is terrifying not to spill anything anywhere when you're washing your hair to get it all out. Since you douse it, you just slather your hair in this bright pink stuff. Getting pink everywhere. Like, I took scrubbing bubbles to it as soon as I got out of the shower just to make sure nothing's stained and it's just it's too stressful yeah you don't want to get pink on the marble yeah i know so uh that's where i am right now i, I like this i still think you should get another kit from them you should let them know that it didn't work as you intended yeah but then do what with it just like hold it and like maybe do it do it in the backyard okay like wash i'll it. hose you down <laughs> like like we do with frisky and turbo yeah you could die frisky pink no, we wouldn't do that. It's, it's, it's vegan. It's healthy. It's not healthy. Oh my God. Okay. Healthy is an extreme. <gasps> oh my gosh. Just get another kit. Okay. Anyway. So long story. That's what's up with me. Oh, one other thing. Yeah. Before we I've, move on. I, I know you have one other thing. Yeah. Gosh, but, calm down. Uh, you got a new phone and every podcast I listen to talks about the new phones. I listen to like exclusively tech podcasts. So maybe you can give the 
new mother's review of your new device. Tell us all about it. Okay, so, like, I just gave Michael a look for, say, new mother's review. Like, yes, I am a new mom, and yes, I am a stay-at-home mom, but, like, being a mom, it does not define me. And I'm in that weird point where, like, I'm not working now, and I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I was with one company for almost 10 years, so, like, it's kind of like, what does define me now? Is it being a mom? So, who knows? It's just, it right now, it's just a learning thing for me. So... This woman, my review, not a not a new mom or anything. Um, I like it. So I have the face ID now, which we didn't have before. And uh oh, our baby is crying. Baby.exe has malfunctioned. Yeah. So. Poor little thing. Oh, snap. BRB. Okay, and we're back. So let's continue the phone review. Oh, yeah, phone review. Okay, so this woman's opinion is I like it, as I was saying. Have the face ID, um, which is not hard for me to get used to. I'm not mashing where the home button is. The main thing for me is trying to remember control center is top right corner instead of just like from the bottom and swiping up. So, um, and camera I couldn't quite get from the home screen, the lock screen, but I got that down. So one of the main reasons that we decided to get this because we were both on the fence of, hey, do we actually need a new phone was since I am home with Madeline... My reason was, since I am home with little M all day, that um, I take a lot of pictures, so I want the best camera, and I have been using and abusing it. So the camera is amazing, it's just a standard 11, um, using and abusing it, that the portrait mode is amazing. Um, it goes takes a wider portrait mode, you don't have to be so close to it. It's amazing, the wide angle lens is pretty good. Which I don't really use. It was wide enough for me personally. Who knows in the future maybe I'll like it. But the night mode is so good. Like I took pictures of Michael and Lil M on the deck tonight when the dogs were outside. It looks like the sun is up in this picture that she's showing me. It's crazy. Yeah it's just it's so good. So as of now I'm super happy with it. And I set up from new because I hate having apps that I don't use. Like We went on vacation earlier this year and stopped to get T-Bell at one point. Yeah, Taco Bell, the best vegan restaurant. Don't at me. <laughs> um, and ordered through the app on the way, I think, was it to Florida, I guess? Yeah. To Florida. And uh, I was like, okay, cool, order from the app. Michael goes in to get it, and then I deleted the app when we were in Florida, and on the way back, he was like, let's do T-Bell again, and I was like, I don't have the fucking app anymore, <laughs> so that's me, when I think I'm only going to use it once, it, it's gone, so I started from new, Michael brought this up, and I'm just downloading apps as I need them, so, so far I really like it, oh wait, hold on, I did get a colored phone, it's the red, the product red, and I am a dropper of everything. Drop my phone a lot. And uh, always nervous about hurting the phone. But also, if you get a color, you got to show it off. 
So got the clear case for it. The Apple clear case is not good. It's so slippery, which Michael said this. Do you think that it'll be slippery and be bad for you? And I was like, honestly, I'm going to drop things no matter what. And I'm not saying that that's good, but that's just, it's me. I, I don't, I, he'd say I'm careless. I say I'm clumsy. So I was like, it is what it is. Let's get it. It's awful. I don't, I haven't dropped it in the few days that I've had it. So it's not that. It just literally feels like I grab my phone and, like, I just put lotion all over my hand in the case. Like, it's just slick. And then also, since it's a clear case, I think it looks cheap. I think it looks trashy for $40. Like, why don't I just, can, can I somehow laminate this thing? Like, is there a way that we can do something at home to make it look just as cheap? Without spending $40 on this freaking thing. We could wrap it in packing tape. I mean, that's cool with me. Oh, bubble wrap? Bubble wrap. Bubble wrap and packing tape. But honestly, like, the thing for me is it's you cheap, know. it's trashy, and my the best analogy I can make is a woman wearing a bra with clear straps. This is a phone like that. That's cheap, it's trashy, it's not a good look. Yeah, it's a $700 phone, but you put it in that case and it looks like a little tyke's kid's toy. It will. Oh my gosh, that's also good. I still like my bra strap, clear straps and everything. That's so. a good analogy. It is. People have laughed at that. So if you didn't, maybe I delivered it wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the delivery. Um, But yeah, so I like the phone. So yes, that is going on with me. I've had it only a couple days, but so far so good. So, for me, I am stuck on my busted iPhone XS Max, or Big Tennis, as I like to call it. Uh, so, maybe one last thing for the my what's going on is that last week I broke my phone. It's the first phone I've ever broken. I had an iPhone since literally day one, June 29th or whatever, 2007. I got my first iPhone, and I've had one of every TikTok generation at least. And this is literally the first phone that I've ever cracked, ever and uh i mean it's not entirely my fault so when i was running a marathon in may jessica sat on my phone and scratched like chipped the screen it's true i had both of our phones in the back my back pockets because i he wasn't carrying his phone when he was running and i went to sit down on the concrete um uh, waiting for him to finish at the marathon and uh sat down on one side and was like oh shit and it was his and mine was fine and my sister saw <laughs> it before i did and said oh he won't notice and then immediately mike was like what happened yeah so <laughs> she clearly doesn't know me but anyway so then i decided that it would be cool to set it on top of a speaker with no case on it and uh sure as shit it fell all the way from the speaker onto the garage floor and the damage is relatively minimal but Anyway, my first ever cracked phone. Uh, so I'm stuck with this busted-ass phone for another year. Also, full disclosure, I went outside on release day, Friday morning, for the iPhones to take a picture of the sunrise from our front porch. And I, like, ran out kind of excitedly and then stopped because I was still in my PJs and there was a car, like a truck, a house down that was stopped, like, right there. Stuff was happening, so I, like put on the brakes and stopped and so they wouldn't see me in my bralessness basically and I dropped my phone and as same with Michael oh, 
went the whole time without hurting my phone in the bottom not even corner but where like a bumper case doesn't cover like a full case for the back and everything right above the speaker got a little chip in it on release day so i couldn't trade my phone in yeah it was a 180 dollar drop in value yeah pretty sad bad timing michael was i feel like i'm safe to say that you were irate i was not irate that okay is, that's ooh, true he ooh, wasn't ooh, yelling ooh, at me i'm sorry ooh, ooh. I'm sorry. Not irate, just uh, <laughs> in awe that it waited this long. Like, if you chip it on day one, that's fine. But, like, day, last day, last, second from last day. But it's with not the like I did it on purpose. I said, I'm sorry, I didn't do it on purpose. And you were like, you're not sorry. You're not sorry. I didn't do it on purpose. I never alleged that you did, but you're still, you're not... You show no remorse about the situation. But how could I show remorse about it? This is an unwinnable fight. <laughs> it is. So, I like my new phone. I'm glad you like it. Thank you for buying it. <laughs> anyway. You paid for my previous, like, three phones, so it's fine. Cool. Uh, anyway, so other things that are going on with me. One other thing, really. Um, like Michael, I'm trying to get back into the running game because my job was very physical before, so I was able to stay in shape. And now that I don't work, I can't eat like I do and not do anything. So I have decided to start running. And then I hurt my ankle mid-August, taking when we lived at the apartment before this house. There was a dog park there, taking the dogs to the dog park. I just tripped off the sidewalk and super hurt my foot. Um, so I took a couple weeks off. And then, because like the night of, I thought I legit broke it. I was like, well, RIP foot. <laughs> Probably have to be amputated. But uh, took a couple weeks off. Then we bought the house and everything's been madness so I gotta get back on it because I'm not happy with my body I don't know if my body will ever look what it looked like before the baby which that is going to be a new normal if that's what it is but for right now I don't like it so trying to do something about it so the weather is starting to turn ish it tried to last week so taking a couple walks walked this morning outside for over two miles and then little m took a nap shortly after we got back and i decided to run on the treadmill for a little bit so getting back on that horse going to old town road your favorite song or whatever but yeah um also oh also one other thing I've convinced myself that this house is haunted. So we've lived here three weeks? Almost? Almost yeah. three weeks. Wait, almost four weeks. I was going to say almost four weeks. Yeah. Time flies when you're having Whatever. two mortgages. <laughs> and okay. So we've lived here almost four weeks and... And um, last week, I think it was in the morning when Lil M woke up. I was holding her, trying to get her back to sleep. This We'll talk about this a little later. Um, and I swear I heard talking. And I was holding her and was like, uh, do I, what is going on? So I'm holding her and I'm looking out in the hall because I don't close her door all the way in the middle of the night. Um, it doesn't matter. It's early morning, even at 5 a.m. No light is coming in. 
So I was like, oh my gosh, new house, land before, did they build on like a cemetery? Did something bad happen here? So I have convinced myself that the house is haunted. Also, when we had visitors a couple weeks ago, I remember sitting on the couch with Michael and my cousin, and I was like, do you guys hear talking or music or something? And they both said no. But I told Michael this tonight, and come to find out, he's woken up before thinking he's heard people talking. Yeah, so it was when your mom was here, and the first week that we were here with furniture, I woke up one night, and I was, like, certain that someone was talking outside our bedroom window at like four o'clock but I'm pretty sure it was our dog talking in her sleep because like they make I couldn't hear people like making actual like English language words it was like a and so like our dog can make that noise both of our dogs are capable of making that kind of noise. you didn't tell me this before so you heard frisky it could have been I will I, I was asleep and then I wasn't asleep anymore. <gasps> Sleepy Michael, come on. Did you hear actual words? I mean, I don't know what I heard. So you're right. Maybe, I don't know. But anyway, it's creepy and I've convinced my... And just now when I went upstairs because she woke up, I was freaking out. We Jessica. need night lights up okay. there. We can't. We don't want to have too many In the lights. loft. We don't have... So I... I hear you. Yeah. I respect you. Uh-huh. We have nightlights in our other house, and as soon as we move all our stuff. No, no, that's what, yeah, I mean that. Okay. We just need a nightlight, because, but, like, I'm a 30-something-year-old woman and now slightly scared. Okay, I have a new theory. <laughs> okay. So, uh, one of our child's toys is a teepee. Yes. And I think that this is revenge for cultural appropriation, and we have to get rid of the teepee, and the voices will probably go away. She loves the teepee. Okay, but loves it like she you lay her in there because it has a mobile at there up in the top thing and there's a mirror on it and she you put her in there i have a question though yes did traditional native american teepees have mobiles in them i don't know the history so i can't answer that adequately do you have native american ancestry i'm part cherokee according to who according to i'm like 116th 16th that's pretty recent I feel like it's legit that I could ask my mom. Okay. Do you want me to text her? Not not right now. We're she, recording. She would answer. I, we're, we don't need to know. We okay. don't need real-time follow-up. That can be follow-up for the next episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I still think that you're appropriating the culture. Okay. The house might be haunted. We'll keep you up to date. <laughs> Copy. Hopefully nothing happens. <laughs> okay. So we'll move on to a uh, new segment that we hope can become a regular segment. The what have we Googled since the last episode segment, which is a working title. Yes. So, Jessica, what have you Googled? So, let's kind of clear this up right now. It seems as though once we have kind of talked about this, that my end is more than likely going to be baby stuff. And Don't judge me. Michael's may be other things, and he'll tell you why later. But, like, maybe I'll throw in something that I've legitimately Googled um, for myself. But for right now, it's all baby stuff. So. This makes me want to turn on my search history so I can go back through it. Ooh, that's a good idea. That's a bad idea. You don't want Google to have that kind of... I mean, I guess they they know what you're searching for regardless of whether you can look back through it or not. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so. Item number... One, what I have Googled is, let's talk about the sleep. 
So I have Googled sleep regression. And I say this because I said that we would bring this up a little bit later. Lil M, I think we've talked about this from the beginning, has slept amazing through the night. Talking like as a newborn, like six hours. Um, and then at five week mark, anywhere between eight and 11 hours a night. I remember the first, at six weeks, not even six weeks, um, she slept just under 11 hours. Humble brag. I know. So like humble brag and also like that we know that this won't last forever, but her four month sleep regression was there, but it wasn't awful. She just woke up more in the middle of the night and some nights it was worse. Like you had to comfort her a little more, but other nights it was literally giving her a pacifier and you'd go back to bed. Whatever. If it's just that I can fall back asleep pretty quickly. Michael can too. So that wasn't awful. Randomly, like end of July, I'd say. So this is September 23rd, end of July-ish. She started to wake up at 5 a.m. Wake up at 5.30 a.m. Um, sometimes even before 5. When before she was waking up at like 6.30 or so. Um... So I've been Googling this for a while. There is a sleep regression that could be anywhere from 8 to 10 months. Because that's usually when more things change in their mind. And or they could be crawling or even walking at this point. So I have a friend who had a daughter two days after little M was born. And I texted her two weeks afterwards and was like, how is she sleeping since she's been crawling? And she was doing the same thing of waking up like at 4.30 or 5 as little M. But got fixed and ours has not yet so we've tried everything so I've googled sleep regressions and whatevs it's it is what it is I've just told she wakes up um anywhere between 4 30 and 5 30 usually takes a small bottle go sometimes goes back to sleep it doesn't matter I put her back in her crib all the time this morning the other day I put her back in the crib and she just chatted or moved around in her crib for 45 minutes but I don't think she ever fell back asleep so like whatever also I'm trying to tell myself don't go back to bed because it could make things worse so that's just what I've googled sleep reg- sleep regressions um big one right now what do almost nine month old babies eat after the purees and stuff she has teethers she has the puffs so she could do steamed veggies. She could do pasta. Basically, like pancakes even. She could have a little piece of bread or something. Like small, like chewable stuff. Basically anything that she can nom with her gums. She's good to eat. But I'm super nervous. So, um, we're still doing the purees. The oatmeal. Did some fresh blueberries tonight. And like that little mesh munchkin feeder thing. She loved it when she figured it out. It's a mess. Um, But it was fun. And then, um, oh yeah. When she hits things, like hits her hand on something, we say boom, boom, boom. And now she's doing that on us. So the other morning, like Michael was like, say good morning, mama. And she just whacked me. She is savage. (laughs) She's so savage. And I know that they don't know any better, and this is a completely normal thing to do for babies. Like, we are not saying that, like, oh my gosh, something's wrong with our child. But, man, it can hurt. 
Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's taken skin off my face like three or four different times. Like, yeah, just like. I had like, a scab on the side of my nose for like a week because she scratched my nose so hard. I had one on my chin. Yeah, and she grabs my neck constantly. Oh, I know. So like, whatever. I told my cousin about it and she was like, oh man, I wonder when babies like, get, like can feel empathy. So I did a very light Google search and says babies can truly understand empathy uh, at two years old. <laughs> And she was like, oh my god, do they just, so they just walk around little as little sociopaths until then. So, obviously when you say no, like, they come back, but they don't, so they may not understand that, hey, that actually hurts. Like, if I did it to you, it hurts. It hurts me, so don't do it. So, baby empathy. Yeah. Well, lacking. Yeah, and, well, we haven't tried the eye for an eye approach yet, but... Mm. That's mean. Yeah, it would be mean. She's too young for that. Far too young. My dry Riesling is almost gone, and I it's I like little, it. It's a little sad. I wish we had a second bottle. Maybe if we get a few more subscribers, we can afford to... I don't understand how subscribers convert to revenue, but we can afford to buy two, two bottles, bottles of the cheap wine. And really get, really get it on. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, once we get more subscribers and maybe we buy two bottles, who knows? That's what we'll do. So I think that's all that I've Googled this week. Michael, what have you Googled? I've Googled a lot of stuff about bicycles. <laughs> and this is why I said I will mainly be baby stuff. So I uh, I don't know what it is about me, but I like to, I think it's loosely related to wanting to spend money, but also like I really like cool stuff and bikes are like this whole area of technology that I haven't really explored a lot. So I got a really gnarly bike, relatively speaking, in 2016. I hurt my ankle um, doing I don't know what, but I was diagnosed with tendinosis in my ankle and it was really stupid and the doctor was like you should wear a boot and then I went to a different doctor and he was like just run it off don't be a pansy I mean he didn't say that because doctors <laughs> can't say that but that's basically what it was but anyway like I couldn't run for three or four months and so I got a really cool bike in exchange for a beagle and yeah actually so correct it was part of the deal for keeping our beagle turbo that Jessica paid for part of my bike and so I have this really cool gravel bike uh that was reasonably priced let's say from a depart or from a box store brand that really pisses off uh bike enthusiasts or whatever like we went to a bike store in chattanooga where we used to live and the guy was i asked him about this particular brand and this bike that i got and he's like i forget i forget now how condescending he was but he was real douchey on a scale of one to extremely douchey he was off the charts condescendingly douchey i didn't believe michael when he said this and then i was with him at this bike place and i was like oh damn yeah like he wanted me to buy the giant from him obviously yeah. but like this had better specs and whatever so uh so i and then i didn't really ride it a lot when i started running again like i tried to ride it more but it's easier to ride here like i can ride straight out of our house now and so now i'm geeking out about bikes and there's like good gravel around here so i want to get a gravel bike so i've been googling a lot about gravel bikes and seeing if i could do a build but uh with our family situation and a baby it makes more sense to do something more baby focused than spending multiple thousands of dollars on a new bike but it's you should see the look that just really giving me right i was now. gonna ask you how much it is so like average i mean like if i were 
buying or building a bike no like yeah no Go. no rules just like loaded to the gills with all Go. the cool stuff Go. Like $5,500 you can easily Holy. spend over $5,000 on a bike so all you guys uh tell your friends tell your friends friends all this stuff and instead of buying two bottles of wine for each podcast all that extra money will go to Michael's bike fund. Yeah. If, if we start a Patreon, it's going to be solely to buy me a rad bike. <laughs> an even radder bike. Like, this is this is really, like, I don't know how to say it, but, like, it's the ultimate privilege is having two really cool bikes. I don't know. Like, uh, one thing I learned from my previous obsession with bikes or when I first got into bikes is that the correct number of bikes to have is the number of bikes you have right now plus one. And so the, right. also known as the N plus one theory. So I'm sure if I got another bike, I would want another bike after that. That's just how it goes. Uh, so I Googled bikes. I have Googled, uh, yeah, pretty much just bikes. <laughs> uh, cool. So, I will try to be more diverse in my Googles until the next episode. No, this is good. This is, like, legit. This is what you have Googled. It doesn't matter you, what, how diverse it is. It's li- literally what is going on with you. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and it's not like I don't have questions about my baby or my child. I just figure that Jessica's Googled most of these things before me, and so I ask her, Jessica is my baby Google. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, Jessica, and she gives me the answer. <laughs> True. Or looks it up for me. Or which that. is, I mean, that's... That's fine. That's what housewives are for. I'm gonna get killed. Go on. Oh, that's the sad one. Uh, okay. On to the next section of our podcast. The the one that you've all been waiting for. Drumroll. The protein and starch. Uh, <laughs> this week's topic that we've pre-decided on so that it's not uh, a part of the episode is... Living far away from family. So, we have lived away from our families now for more than 10 years. And by living away, I mean that we moved away from the city in which the rest of our family was located and not just in an insignificant distance. So we lived about 250 miles away for seven years or so. And now we've lived more than 300, like I think it was 360 miles previously. And now it's like 450 or something. Um... And so that was a factor at previous points in our life. Like, uh, I mean, we've only had one real emergency trip back, I would say, one and a half emergency trips back. But um, now we have a child, and this is a time where people generally lean on their families for childcare, for nights out, for sick babies, and we don't have that advantage. Like, we don't have even friends within three hours of where we live right now my family doesn't even all live in the same place now my brother relocated to the other side of the country a little over a year ago and so i haven't i saw him last year for a baby shower which was nice um but i don't know when i'll see my brother next and so it's not like i can rely on him and so he has a a child who's slightly younger than little m and we haven't yet met his child and so, like, certainly if we lived around family, our our children would be able to interact and to potentially be friends as they grow up because they're only a couple of months apart, a few months apart, four months apart. And so uh, that's not an experience that they're getting. And my sister has a young child who is 
uh, slightly older than little M and then uh, a slightly older child. So they would... Uh, very official. Very. Like, numbers are just estimates yeah. anyway. And so, uh, I mean, they're arbitrary. How do you define when, when to start? And so, uh, oh, I say all this to say that it's a little bit different than the experience that both Jessica and I had growing up. Like, certainly... Until I was in second or third grade, I spent a lot of time with my cousins. I saw them at least once a week. And, um, you know, you see your family at the holidays. And while I don't think that will necessarily be different for for our trial, it's definitely different for us. And, I mean, I can recall being passed off to aunts and uncles when my parents wanted to do things, uh, which was relatively infrequently, if we're being honest, but it still happened. So uh, that's not an experience that our children or our child will necessarily have. Uh, Elaborating on that, so Michael had a very different uh, family upbringing than I did. So minus an aunt and uncle and two cousins, everyone was in the same city that I was born in. So uh, one, two, three aunt slash uncle and then so many cousins we got together at my grandparents every Sunday like for years my we would go over to my grandma's grandparents house my grandpa worked second shift so we didn't see him too often um we'd hang out with my grandma during the week and all these things super close with cousins and aunts would I remember going to my aunt's house at least one summer and she watched us um, when school was out, maybe even a couple, maybe multiple summers, but like Michael said, getting passed off to aunts and uncles, like not super necessarily with that, but like every Sunday we went to my grandparents' house and all the other cousins did too. And we grew up together and it was so much fun and I loved it. So when we initially first moved away from home, it was hard for me. And I remember thinking like, Hey, when we have a kid, we're going to move back. But now you grow up, you get more mature, you don't necessarily need everyone. It's a definite want, though, um, in some regards. So, we don't have anyone, and like Michael said, we don't even have friends here. Um, I have not joined any groups or anything yet. Um, there's He hasn't super bonded with anyone at work, so we just don't have anyone, but... My mom being here the week that we officially lived in the new house and moved in was amazing. And I told Michael, like, I never was like, oh, this was a wrong decision deciding to stay home with Lil M. The days have been pretty good. Like, yes, there are days when I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, even tonight, Michael's like, has it been a trying day today? I'm like, eh, not really. But, like, just some things all at once. The dogs are like children. When they get hungry, they're insane and then she's hungry and it's just frustrating sometimes you're trying I tried to get dinner starting to get prepped before he got home so um but anyway there was never a time when I regretted the staying home but and I thought that it was like I was good and all this and then my mom was here and I was like this is amazing (laughs) having someone here and I'm like I didn't even take full advantage of it like I could have like I didn't nap every chance I got I didn't, like, just literally not see them all day or anything. I'm not saying I wouldn't see them all day, you know. But still, like, but it was it was nice. So, 
the only thing that I can really think of right now is in August, we thought a few months ago thought about going to John Mayer concert in Atlanta. My cousin lives outside Atlanta. Hey, could you watch Lil M? And she said yes. And then we never finalized it. And this is by no means like a shot at her or anything. She ended up working that day because we never followed through with it. So, what, like a week before or two weeks before, I was like, hey, can you still do this? She, she said no, which by all means, freaking work. We mentioned it once and that was it. Um, but we kept going back and forth. We didn't get tickets right when they came out. And then they were so expensive because I guess it's technically John Mayer's hometown, Atlanta. I don't know but they were so expensive that we were like do we really need to go will I want to go and I was I finally decided I'll regret it if we don't go so we tried to go and we couldn't so like that's an instance of like if we had someone here even if we were still in Chattanooga someone would have watched her mm-hmm. um so that's the real the tough part but I mean with today it doesn't make it better in these type of situations but with phones and then people having iPhones and you can do a shared photo album or even do a shared Google album. Like, at least people can see pictures and videos. Instagram, Snapchat, you get up-to-the-minute updates on children. Um, it's better. Like, I remember one of my employees, I told her that I had a shared photo album for people to see. And she was like, that's amazing, even when um, she gets that from her daughter who had the kid and all that so it's nice but it's difficult to try to like be a couple outside of her but full disclosure we weren't that popular went out and about before we had her yeah the thing is though that we're just not like planners so you mentioned the john mayer thing like traditionally (laughs) we would a week before be like oh we should we should go. Yeah, that yeah, sounds the, great. The concert. We should. <laughs> we should do that, and then uh, it backfired. Well, this time it backfired. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's a, a sign that we're gonna have to become better planners if we want to do these types of things. Like this, is the thing that it opened my eyes to. Yeah. And I, I mean, this is a single occurrence, but the one time that I bought concert tickets well in advance was uh, we ended up moving away and I had to sell the tickets and I lost money. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I've decided that concerts are worth it. And so um, losing money on one set of concert tickets that I resold was not a big deal. And John Mayer would have been so worth it. He didn't even have an opener. It would have been like a Justin Timberlake 2020 experience and it was going to be so good. Should we buy plane tickets to Europe to see the last leg of this tour? Yes. 100% 100% yes. When we close, when our house sells, can we use that money? Please. No, but we will start a Patreon. So go to Patreon. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's true. We, we, we need to be better planners. And also, like, if we did much, like, in Chattanooga, we randomly go out on a Friday or Saturday night, like, send a group text to our friends at, like, one in the afternoon or even four in the afternoon, like, hey, you guys, do you want to come over here? Do you want to go to this bar? Um, what do you want to do? And we'd meet up, and so when Lil M was born, we could still have people over, and it was fine, because infants are awesome and sleep through everything. So we'd be out downstairs doing stuff, and she'd sleep. 
So we still could have a life. It's just right now we don't have friends to have a life, unfortunately. Yeah. So. But the living away from family is hard because, I mean, like Michael said, it would be so cool if she could grow up with um, the nieces and nephews. Like, she's the youngest on my side. She's not going to make friends with her cousins. The closest one in her age is... I don't know, seven? Yeah, but the oldest one might watch her. Oh, yeah. Totes. So. So, that would be legit. And I know my mom is just in love with her, and she's in love with my mom, so that would be really enjoyable for them. But we're surviving, and as she gets older, we'll figure out... Um how it goes and we just she just needs to be around other kids yeah i think that's a key point that she's going to need that exposure if Mm -hmm. not from family then from other kids somehow somehow so if you live in this area hit me up yeah this area that we haven't yet disclosed good luck (laughs) find us don't be creepy (laughs) so i think that's enough for one night of wine we've I've long been out of wine, and I need to drink something, water probably, so probably uh, and go to bed. So, uh, thanks a lot for listening. As always, please give us feedback. If you want to leave us a voice question to answer, go to Anchor.fm/cheap, and you can do that. Um, if you want to be on the show, let us know on social. We are at some point going to be looking for guest hosts or guest hosts or people to drop in and chat with us for some part of the show so uh if you know any sponsors let us know and if you think we should start a patreon i think you're crazy but let us know too uh so again thanks for listening and jessica has no words so we'll talk to you next time stay safe out there (laughs) 